Welcome to the Renewed by Truth podcast. Do you struggle with feelings of unworthiness, self-doubt, or just feeling like you are not enough? Do you want to make more of an impact for God's kingdom, but have beliefs that hold you back? Trust me, I have been there. If you are plugging in here today, this is not another self-help podcast, but one steeped in biblical truth. I will help you overcome limiting beliefs, find your true identity in Christ, and live out your God-given purpose. My name is Candy Creech, and this is the Renewed by Truth podcast. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends. I'm your host, Candy Creech, and I'm excited to be talking about time management today, or rather, managing ourselves and managing our own time today. I hear this all the time. I'm overwhelmed. I can't get it all done. I don't have enough time. I'm stressed out and I get it. I've been there before. I have sat just crying because I was absolutely exhausted, overwhelmed. Everything was in chaos and I was so stressed out. (laughs) I remember I went to church one night and somebody said something to me and I literally just started crying and it was just because I was so tired because of everything. So I get where you're coming from. And there's a few things that I've learned that has really helped me. And I want to share those with you today. I'm going to give you some Bible verses. I'm going to give you some priorities because I always feel like that is the most important thing. If we don't have those in order, then nothing else in our life will absolutely ever be in order. And I'm also going to give you practical tips of how to get control of the time that you have, how to manage yourself in the 24 hours a day, every day that you have. So before I do that, I want to remind you that we have started our study on the Gospel of John. Well, actually, it officially starts tomorrow. So it's in our Facebook community. So if you will go to the show notes and go join our community, I want to tell you a little bit about what has happened here with this study. It's like God evolved this study beyond what I thought we were going to do. So first of all, I started this as let's just use the Version Bible app and there's a 21 day study on the Gospel of John and you read a chapter a day because there's 21 chapters, which is amazing. And we're still doing that. So there's a link if you want to join us on that and that's what you want to do, then that's great. However, I got so many responses and I get, I hear so many people say this and sometimes I'll do surveys on my social media accounts and ask and about studying the Bible and people say things like, I get distracted easily. I don't understand what I'm reading. I get overwhelmed with it. I don't know where to start. And so what I wanted to do is help you learn how to dig a little deeper and maybe you know how to study the Bible, but it always helps to have community when studying the Bible. And sometimes, depending on what season of life you're in, you might not be able to physically go to a women's Bible study. That may not work for you. So this is a great option because what we're doing, you'll actually have community. You'll have a place to ask questions. I'm actually doing videos on the Gospel of John. I've given you a workbook. My daughter and I worked on this last week and given you a workbook. And I'm showing you a way that I study, not that it's the only way, not that it's the the perfect way, but I'm just giving you an option of showing you how to dig a little bit deeper into the Word of God to get more out of it. So you do learn more and you actually remember it and you don't get distracted when you're studying. So it kind of evolved from the Bible app to this. And this is a cool thing. It doesn't matter when you're listening to this right now. 
this workbook and these videos will be in the Facebook community and you can go at any time and grab those for free. Do this study for absolutely free. You don't have to buy anything. You can just download your workbook in there. And I feel like you're going to learn a lot. I know that I was really excited when I started doing it and I recorded the first week um, over chapter one, I recorded a video explaining how to use the workbook, the study tips that I gave you, like what it means, what to do. And so I really think it will help you. So if you want to join that, get in our community and you can start that. If you're listening to this later, it'll just be in the guides in the community. You can always shoot me a message if you need help or ask a question in the group. So I wanted to say that first. I'm really excited about that. Now, let's talk a little bit about time because we always want to say we want to manage our time better. But honestly, it is about managing ourselves and managing our own life and everything that we have going on in our lives. So I think we have to look in the Bible first because our Bible is our handbook for life, really. So anything about anything that we need to know about how to manage this life is usually in the Bible. I want to start with the fact that let's look at who controls time. So I think we need to go back all the way to the book of Genesis, chapter one, verse one. And you're like, okay, I've read this a ton of times, but you never know what the Holy Spirit is going to show you the next time you read it. Okay, so stick with me here or go back and read it later. They said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was formless and it was empty And darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. So this is what I want to tell you. I wanted you to go back and read that very first thing to realize that the earth was formless. It was void. It was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. And then God did something. And God has an order of doing things. And he said, God said, let there be light, and there was light. And he saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness, and he called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning the first day. Then he did something else for the second day. So what I, and I'm not going to read anymore if y'all are like, oh my gosh, is she going to read that, all that? No, I'm not. What I want to show you is that God could have snapped his fingers and into existence there was everything, but he didn't do that because he's a God of order. And when our lives are out of order and it's all messed up and it's all chaotic, we are not honoring God. We are not honoring the plan that he set before us as a plan of order. And and I I don't think that people look at it that way sometimes. So I want you to remember that he created time. He said, this is morning. This is evening. This is the first day. And so he gave us days. He gave us a 24 hour period. Okay, he created that he created order. And then every day he created something else because he wanted to show us that there is an order to things, that there's an order to life. So that was the first thing that I really want you to remember and get in your mind that he's controlling. He's in control of time. He's a creator of time. He controls time every single day. He controls how much time you're going to have. So even though we have 24 hours God can make a whole lot out of that 24 hours, or he can make a little bitty bit out of 24 hours. I always think back to money. He can do a whole lot with a little bit if that's, if we're honoring him. So if we're honoring him with our time, it seems like we always have a little bit more. Okay. So I really want you to get that in your mind. Then the second thing I wanted to bring out when it talks about order, I did a four week 
podcast series on the rhythms of renewal. And I got that from Rebecca Lyons' book that I had studied. I'm always want to give her credit for that because it isn't like I come up with that on my own. But when I saw it, I'm like, oh, I get that. Like that is part of my life. I just, she put a name to it and, and and it's just the coolest Bible study. But the rhythms of renewal are rest, restore, connect, and create. So there's a rhythm to life. Well, what we want to do sometimes is we tend to stay in that create, create, create mode or the connect, connect, connect mode. And we get burnt out because that's all we're trying to do because we don't stop and we don't rest and we don't restore ourselves by spending time with God. And so since God is a God of order, he created this rhythm in in our lives. And so when we talk about rhythm, it makes me think back to Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one, and you may be, and you may know what I'm about to read, but it's that there's a time for everything. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And I love seasons. Somebody had posted on social media that I like, what's your favorite season? And I thought they're all my favorite because I like the change. I like going from one season to another and it being something different. Like, I mean, I love summer. Oh my goodness, I love summer. But I would not want to be in summer all the time. I love when the leaves change. I like the feeling of fall. I like drink, you know, eating soup and drinking hot chocolate in the winter and and in the winter when our we don't get to have as much time outside and it's raining all the time and it's cold, I like being in the house and watching movies and sitting there with my family. Like it's, you know, and then you get the spring and that's when we want to go outside and we want to garden and we want to plant flowers. And so I love the change of the seasons and our lives are like that. We have different seasons in our life, right? So I think back to when I was a college student, I was actually a young married college student. I not have any kids, but my life was consumed with studying. That was the season in my life. That's what I was doing. If you are a young stay-at-home mom with littles, your life is consumed. You're in a different season of life. Does it mean that your life has to be chaotic? No. Does it mean that you, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Noah. Just, um, he just come in here and like shook right beside me. If you heard that. <laughs> Um, It scared me because I didn't hear him coming in here. But if you are in these seasons of life and it's chaotic, then there's still something that's out of order. And and lots of times it comes back to the fact that you're saying yes to too many things and you're trying to do things on your own without delegating some things or you don't have things planned out like you need to. And we're going to go over that. There is hope. I'm telling you, if you are overwhelmed and just living this crazy, stressed out life, there is hope. Okay. Now I will say there are hard seasons and I've said this before on there. I know if you're dealing with a sick child, if you're dealing with a parent that you have to take care of, there are hard seasons in life and they're just going to be harder than others. It doesn't mean that God's not going to have you. It doesn't mean that you can't keep priorities in order, but you have to be so careful about letting go of so many other things to be able to endure that hard season in life. And then after that hard season is over, there will there will come a rest. There will you'll have a rest season and you need to honor that rest season. So that's a little bit about that. But Ecclesiastes 3 1 says, you know, there's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to build. And it just goes on and on. 
And I think that's what we have to remember is the fact that we need to look at our life and say, what season am I in? Am I Am I in, am I doing the things I need to be doing in this season? That would be the question. Okay, so I'm going to give you some practical tips at the end. So stick with me. So first things first, and if you've heard me say this because you listen to all my podcasts and you're like, oh my gosh, is she really going to say this again? And you're not doing this. It's so important that I want you to get it ingrained in your mind. Before you can manage yourself, you have to have your priorities in order the way that God ordained them. Because if you don't, then nothing is ever going to work out right because he put things in place for a reason. He knows what's best for us. So number one is your relationship with him. That's just got to be number one. And if that's all you can do, if you can't, you're like, you're telling me all these other things to do and you're like, I just can't even comprehend all that at the moment. You know, just do that. Just do that one thing and God will work everything else out. So if you have to get up earlier, remember he controls time. If you will spend time with him, he will give you back that time. He's not going to take, it's not going to be a takeaway. He's going to give it back to you and you're going to start your day with more peace. Okay. I'm going to say this to you because I got to be real because I know what it's like. If you get in the word and you are living in sin that you know you are convicted of that God keeps convicting you, it's going to be hard. It's going to hurt. You're going to get in there and he's going to say, yep, I'm convicting you of this. You need to get rid of this in your life. It's going to be hard. And what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to run and hide from it. And you're going to want to put the Bible up and say, oh, I can't do this. Get rid of that sin. Repent and just give it to God, whatever it is. Reach out for help from somebody if you need help. So I know I just want to be realistic with you. I know that that can happen. You can open that word and start reading. And if you have Jesus in your heart, he's going to convict you of that. And it's going to be hard for you to move forward and have order in your life with that sin going on in your life. So I would say take care of that business, but have a relationship with him first. Okay. That's the most important thing. If that's the only thing that gets done for the day, you did the right thing. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, if you're married, your spouse is important before your children, before your job, before your ministry at church, before anything else, your spouse is important. Now, what does that look like for you? I can't tell you. It looks different for everyone. And a lot of it has to do with what, what life is like for you and your spouse. Like what's your job like? What's your, what are your love languages? Um, you know, it can, it doesn't have to be even something huge. It can be as simple as a love note, an encouraging text in the middle of the day. Um, maybe when your spouse gets home from work and maybe if you are a stay at home mom and your spouse comes home from work, then maybe telling the kiddos, it's okay to put them in front of a movie for a moment or have them play quietly or, or whatever and say, Hey, mom and dad are going to have 15 minutes to, you know, to chat when he gets home from work, like those little things make all the difference in the world. And then of course, you know, having date night and showing your kids, it's okay because we want to give everything to our kids and we create these selfish little monsters is what we do. And we want to show them that, Hey, you need to go do this and you don't get what you want for a moment. So mom and dad can go do this. And that is okay. You want to show them that whatever that looks like for you, make sure that you're spending time with your spouse. The third thing is family. So if you have children, 
you know, they probably get a lot of your time anyway, because we always tend to pour into our kids. But this is what I want to say about that. It's not always pouring into your kids when you're just picking them up from school and running them to gymnastics and running them to ball practice and coming home and hurry up, hurry up, get your bath, get in the bed, get your, you know, get your clothes laid out for tomorrow, get your dinner, clean up your room. Like that's not spending time with your kids. So I would say some focus time with your kids without phones where you are listening to them and they are listening to you and maybe you're doing an activity with them that's fun for them. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Just setting aside time each day to spend a little bit of quality time with your children. And however that speaks to your child, you have to know your child. Do they need cuddles on the couch because their love language is physical touch? Do they need you to play a game with them because their love language is quality time? Do they need you to write them a note in their lunch every day? Um, or send them, give them a little gift every once in a while because their love language is gifts. Like you have to know what their love language is to be able to really pour into your kids. So I guess that's a whole different podcast, (laughs) but maybe I will. I'll write that down. Maybe I will do that one day. But if you are in ministry or maybe you're a workaholic, I mean, we, um, I don't call myself a workaholic, but I do. I really like to work. Um, I like to work on my business. It's important to me. And so you may have to really focus on setting aside that extra time with them. Okay, so that was number three. So number one's your relationship with him. Number two, if you're married, it's your spouse. Number three, it's your family. And number four, it's your ministry. So however God has you serving him at the moment, that's your ministry. And let me just say this. If you are a wife and a stay-at-home mom or a work full-time mom and, you know, have kids, then that's your ministry. Be careful about looking at the world or listening to the sermons at church and letting people guilt you into serving more. That is your ministry. Now, always pray and be open to what God called you to do. But I'm just saying that don't think that you have to be pouring into other other kids or other ministries or this and that. No, God has you there for a reason. So be very careful with that because Satan will say, you're not doing enough. And that that's when he gets in your head, you're not doing enough for God. If you are managing your household, like the Bible says, and you are training up your kids and you are pouring into your spouse, you are doing more than enough for God, I promise you. So now let's talk about work. And I don't know if you noticed this, but work is number five. Okay, it was not number one, two, three, or four. It's number five. So if you're putting work before all these other things, you are going to not be happy. You're not going to have peace because your life is chaotic and out of order. And you're, and some things are going to really mess up in your life. If you're putting work before your family, before your relationship with God, things are not going to go well. You're going to start seeing some a lot of things. And you may already have experienced this before. But let's talk about work. So I believe God called us to work. And he called us to work hard because it talks a lot in the Bible about not being lazy. But the same thing goes here for if you are a stay-at-home mom with little kids or you're homeschooling your kids, that is your work. Don't let let the world act like you don't have value because that's what you're doing. You are doing the most important thing because your work, no matter what it is, always needs to be kingdom focused and in order. Also, your work needs to be in order. So if you are going to a job of any kind every single day, you need to think about, God, 
how can I make this job that I go to to make money to support my family because that's important. What do you want me to do here that's kingdom focused? How can I show love to people? How can I pray for people? How can I help people? And so you really want that in your business. Now, when I talk about your business being in order, especially if you own your own business like I do, when you own your own business, and so many people do that now, so many people own their own businesses, or let me just think about it too for teachers, because teachers put in so many more hours than they're actually paid for, because most teachers care about their students and care about their job and the job that they're doing. And I see this all the time. And so they, I, I see a lot of teachers up at the school so many more hours because they probably feel like my job is never done. Like I could always do something a little bit better. So if you have that kind of job where you're pouring in extra hours or you own your own business, you still need to get things in order with your business. Or maybe you're starting a side business because I know I have a lot of people that listen to my podcast that have connected with me that have started, they have a little side business, you know, and now with the economy like it is, we probably all are going to have to have a job and a side business because it's, it's a little bit crazy right now. But this is what I want to tell you. If you have a business, you just want to make that business kingdom focused. You want to learn how to manage your time better in that business so you can put it down. So you can say, these are my set hours for my business. I'm going to put it down And I'm going to not be worried about that business because that's what I used to do when I wasn't doing it. All I could think about is I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. Oh, I need to be doing this. And what I learned is that was just Satan in my head, you know, or I would use the words like I'm so behind. I'm so behind. And I couldn't relax because even when I wasn't doing my business, those are all the thoughts in my mind. And when I when I just put that aside, I'm like, what am I actually behind on? God, what'd you call me to do? Did I do what you called me to do? Then I'm good. And when I started getting more order in my business and just turning that over to God and whatever I felt like didn't get done, maybe God didn't want me to do that. So when you have your priorities right and you have the order right and you're not seeking after money, you're seeking after righteousness, after God's kingdom. When you're seeking after that first, all the other things are going to fall into place. So And if you are struggling in this area, like you have a business and you're struggling, I have a workshop for you about making your business kingdom focused, but also really how to manage your time in the business, because it's going to be a whole different conversation than we just had about your personal personal life. And so if you want that, if you'll go to the show notes, I have um, a number that you can text and I'll send you some information on a free workshop that I have about managing your um your business. Okay. Your time and your business. Okay. So now that we have our priorities in order. Okay. I hope y'all took notes on that. If you didn't, you may want to go back later and take notes on it because you're really going to want to take notes on this one. This, these are your practical tips. This is what you're going to have to do. Number one, you absolutely have to evaluate your life. You have to, have you ever had an evaluation at a job? Do they still do those? Like, I guess they do. I hadn't worked in the corporate world in so long. But when I know when I got out of college and I did, I remember getting a job evaluation right from your boss, like, hey, you're, you're not doing this good, and you're doing that good or whatever. So you have actually got to sit down and evaluate your life. And so this is the first thing that I want you to do is you have to know the goal. What is the goal in raising your kids? What is the goal for everything you do? It's like a vision for your life. Well, if you're looking for a God-honoring goal, your God-honoring vision for your life should be honor God in everything you do 
and to raise children that are going to be responsible adults that love and honor God and are sold out for him. Maybe you're listening and your children are grown. Maybe you have grandchildren. Maybe you don't have any children or grandchildren at all. Just ask what I need to honor God in my life every day. What am I doing? How can I honor God? What is he calling me to do? Okay. But if you're raising your kids, then you know, like this is your vision. We're going to honor God and I'm raising children to become adults that love God. That's what you're going to want. That love and honor God. Nothing else. Not little professional baseball players. Not little professional cheerleaders. That's not what you're raising. You're raising kids that honor God and they're sold out for him. They're going to become responsible adults that love him and honor him. So you have to know that vision. So what you're going to do is after you figure out that vision, and maybe you need to like sit down with your spouse about this, say, hey, I want to help. I want to get our life in order. Let's let's get our family life in order here. Let's Let's take a... Let's just take an evaluation of what we are doing because it's a little bit crazy. Maybe you're feeling like it's crazy around here. I don't know what's going on, but I I can't sleep. I'm stressed out. Um, we, We have so much to do, all this stuff. So take a week and write down every minute, every hour, everything that you do. And I mean everything because everything takes time for us. If you're commuting to work, if you're sitting in line for 45 minutes at three different schools to pick up your kids from school, that is time spent doing that. If you're taking a shower, if you're going to doctor's appointments, if you're watching shows on Netflix, if you're scrolling social media, how much do you cook? How much do you eat out? Spending time doing that. How many hours do you spend at church? How many hours do you spend up at the school with kids activities, things like that? Like every single thing that you do in every minute of the day that takes up time, including sleeping, you got to write down your, how much, you know, how much time are you sleeping? Figure out what am I doing? Because this can be a huge eye opener. When I do this, I see where I'm wasting time. And I also see where I need to let go of this thing. I don't need to do this thing anymore. So that's the that's the first thing that you're going to do and evaluate in your life. You're going to look at that. Then the next thing you're going to look at is look at what you have your kids involved in. Are you saying yes to too many things? Do you have trouble saying no to them? Is it important for you and your family and honoring God that you let each child do all these activities and go to every single birthday party and every single slumber party that there is, maybe you could say no. Okay. So just think about that. Kids don't have to do everything because if it's not honoring to God and it's causing chaos in your home, then maybe there needs to be a limit. Okay. Because what we do is we get, we let the world get too much into our homes and we're just letting them do what all, what we see everybody else doing because we see at that as the norm. It's called herd mentality because we have a herd mentality. Why do you think that? I think that's why Jesus calls us sheep. You know, all the sheep would go off a cliff. You do realize that if one if one sheep is heading towards a cliff, all the other ones would follow them and go off that cliff because they have herd mentality. We have herd mentality. And so we have to take a step back and say, am I just doing this because everybody else is doing it and it looks like the norm? So we have to ask ourselves that. So do you have a limit on your own yeses and maybe the yeses for your family? So this is what I got to thinking about back when... I was in school, you know, I come home and like, oh my gosh, mom, they want you to make cookies for this thing at school. Oh, mom, they need you to come serve in the concession stand, right? Like it's always something that mom needed to go do, right? Uh, Mom, I need you to take me here to do this. So if you have, you know, all these things are coming at you, maybe you say, okay, for our family, 
I'm, I have all these normal things we're doing, right? This is our normal things. And I have room for two extra yeses of an hour, something that can take me an hour for two extra yeses a month. So when you ask me to do something, just remember, I only have two. And that's just something that you can set forth and say, okay, I've already worked the concession stand. I've already made cookies and that's my yeses are done. And I don't have time to do any other yeses. So just to to think about that. And the same thing, like I say, taking your kids places. Maybe say, you know what? Mom's not going to be the chauffeur today because we've already extended all of our going and all of our yeses and everything. I probably sound like a horrible mom. (laughs) I mean, and I'm not. I mean, I say yes to, I mean, say yes to my kids so many times. But I also exercise no a lot because I didn't do things just because they wanted me to do. And I didn't do things just because I was afraid I was going to, someone was not going to like me if I didn't do it. Same thing with serving at church, like limit your yeses. Because if you are a yes person, then all they're going to do is continue to ask you because you always say yes. So be very careful with that. And then the next one is making sure your family's involved in this conversation. Like what are you doing or maybe your husband doing that can be shared or delegated? So if you're cooking every night and you work full time and that's like, this is not working for me. Like this is killing me. I can't work full time and be the chef every single night at our home. Then delegate that. Maybe one night a week you do takeout. Maybe one night a week your husband cooks or maybe you switch out or or whatever it is or you get the kids involved. Um, Same thing with other things, washing clothes. There was a time in my life I said, my two kids were old enough to wash their own clothes. I said, you wash your clothes, I wash my clothes. And we did that for a little while. So when there's chaos in your home, you need to find some order by seeing what needs to be, um, you know, talking to your family about delegating things. Okay, so let me go into that. So once you've evaluated all these things, it's really important not to skip this step. The next thing you're going to do is delete. You have to delete some stuff. You cannot get order without deleting. We're all overextended. We always do things. Deleting, though, may be the fact that you're spending too much time playing a game and you're staying up too late on your phone playing a game that you've gotten addicted to, and then you're not getting enough sleep and you're in a bad mood. Hey, I can stay up half the night reading, so I get that. So um, maybe just deleting some things, limiting some time that you're on, you know, scrolling the phone or... Um, binge watching movies or whatever it is that you do that may be something you could cut out and then delete things like for you and your family like what are some things that activities that you can delete you have to delegate don't try to be a superwoman God didn't call you to be we're already superwomen like he gave us so many powers power to multitask the power to be the heart of our home like we have all these amazing powers but we are really not the superwoman of everything and we have to learn to delegate and the other thing is you must plan so let me say this for all you guys that are not planners or maybe you get a plan and then you don't do it and then you feel like a failure just get that out of your mind let's say you must plan but have flexibility have a not a rigid plan okay it has to be fluid it has to flow with your life. And sometimes we need a break from a plan. Okay. So I'm saying like, if you're saying I'm going to get up at exactly this time every morning, and I'm going to do this, this is, well, then maybe on one day a week, you take a break from getting up if you need that. So make sure that you have flexibility, have flexibility with your family. So make a plan that has grace in it. 
and it has breaks in it, okay? It has coffee time. It has conversation time. It has rest time. So when you make a plan, I'm not saying you're trying to fill every moment of every day with something. Not at all. You get the most important things in your plan, and then you have schedule those breaks in too. That's what you want to do is schedule that rest in, okay? So I hope this helps you today. And don't wait to do this. Don't just listen to this and not put it into action. Go take steps to change what you're doing in your life to get out of that overwhelm and manage your time better. And like I say, if you need help, either send me a private message or text the number for the workshop. And um, with your, you know, your business side of that, I can definitely help you with that. I also have a time blocking calendar and a video on how to use the time blocking calendar. That really helps me. Um, It's actually a freebie when you go to my website and you join my email list. I'm trying to think exactly where it is. Yeah. When you go, there's a pop-up that says join my email list and put your email information in, and I'll email you that time blocking calendar and the link to that video. And that may be something also that can kind of help you get um, get some routine going. So shoot me a message. I'm always love to hear from our community and join our community also to get in on the uh, Gospel of John study. So see you guys soon.